Welcome to the Indianola First Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our prayer is that this message will inspire you, encourage you, and launch you into life-changing action. Hey, thanks for joining us today online, and we are uh, so excited that you're here. Um, Today's service is a little different. We uh, have a special speaker in, and they are what we call a live-dead missionary. And that means they're in a sensitive part of the world that we can't broadcast who they are and, and where they're at and what they're doing. So for, for our physical audience here at the church, they're, they're getting that service and that talk, but we thought we'd take the opportunity to um, just explain to you about our missions program a little bit here at Indianola First. We, uh, it, it's really become, Pastor Jared, a central piece to who we are, yeah. and um, I, just a really important part of this church's ministry. And so I uh, hope you'll uh, uh, maybe get some extra knowledge today and maybe God would even begin to move in your heart to uh, to give to missions or be a part of the program that we have here at Indianola First. Yeah. Yeah, you know, missions has been critical to us and I, we've grown over the years yeah. in missions and it's kind of become a hallmark of who we are. And, uh, you know, we'll, I think we'll probably talk about that, you know, as we get into it. But, you know, with anything else, I think probably the question you ask, you know, starting off with anything of why we do what we do uh, is always, what does the Bible have to say about it? So when right. it comes to missions, you know, what's what's the mandate there? Why do we, why is it okay to, or, or why do we feel like we need to go out and reach the world? Um, when we have, you know, a lot of people here that need to hear the gospel. Sure. Sure. So what was, or you mentioned scripture in the Bible, what, what is our mandate in reference to missions? Well, you know, I think our mandate is, is from Jesus himself to his disciples. Uh, we call it the great commission. It's found in Luke, it's found in Matthew. And essentially it's kind of the last thing that Jesus told his disciples before he left. You know, he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel, baptizing in the name of the father, son, and the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, right there, he said, you know, go to everybody, go to the world. And you know, that's our mandate. That's why that's why we do missions and that's why we feel called to do missions well i would even say that's why we have an online campus because we want to reach yeah. further than our little holy huddle here in our church and I, I i think it becomes such an easy thing for churches to to get intrinsic mm-hmm. to where they're just ministering to one another's needs and that's an important part of church don't get me wrong right but without that other aspect of reaching out and going past our four walls i think um kind of can become a little like the the Dead Sea a little bit. You know, it has all this inlet, but no outlet. And the life just doesn't exist around the Dead Sea like it does the Sea of Galilee, which does have an inlet and an outlet. Right. And I think about Acts, too, because Jesus told his disciples, he said, you know, I want you to go to Jerusalem, which was their hometown, Mm -hmm. you know, go to Samaria, which was kind of like the neighboring, I guess, nation or or city, region. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, to the ends of the world. And so Jesus, you know, said, and, you know, I guess to answer my own question, you know, when we think about, well, a lot of people say, why do we have to go to the world when we have people here? Mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, need to know Jesus. I mean, obviously we reach the people around our community as well, but I mean, Jesus told us as disciples to go to the ends of the earth to preach the gospel. And so, you know, we, well, I guess we're just following that is basically. Well, and, and you and I have both been on uh, missions trips that have taken us out of country. Um, it's, it's amazing what happens to you on those trips because yeah. you begin to see 
the world differently than when you're just here, you know, and, yeah. and everything you know is right around you. But, yeah. but how, how God can, you know, you're in a sea of, of a thousand children in Botswana, Africa, I was anyway. Yeah. And, and you're like, God loves every single one of them as much as he loves any of us. Yeah. And we know that, but it, it just something special happens <laughs> yeah. when you're in that moment. He knows the hairs that are on their head. He knows everything about them. Yeah. And, um, it just, it just, opens your heart up to, we got work to do, you know, we've got a job to do to get that gospel message out to everybody who's in this world. Well, and I think it's really easy when you, you know, just that you get really intrinsic, like you said, in the world that you live in, especially like, you know, I know we know America, we know our community and uh, how often do we think about people across the world until you go there? You know, and it gives you a compassion and it gives you a heart for people in other areas of the world that, I mean, honestly, I I wouldn't really even think about, but I think going on missions trips and having missions on our hearts and our minds, it opens us up to the rest of the world, you know, to the fact that God's not just working in America. He's not just working in Iowa. He's working all over the world and you get to see that, you know, when it comes to missions. So as far as our movement is concerned, the Assemblies of God, what is you know, why is, has, what is missions, how does missions fit into the assemblies of God? Has it always been an important part of the assemblies of God? You know, what is it, what is the assemblies of God relationship with missions? Yeah, that's, that's really something that I don't think a lot of people know, but assemblies, the assemblies of God really was created for missions. I mean, a group of Pentecostal churches got together. They said, Hey, we need to do missions better. We need to come together. Mm-hmm. We're actually not a denomination, which is a lot of people don't know that either. Yeah. We're a fellowship, a cooperative fellowship of churches that decided, you know what, we're going to come together under these 16 fundamental truths so that we can be unified enough to get missions around the world going. And um, we are a premier missions organization in the world, if yeah. not the premier uh, missions organization. And yeah. it, one, one stat that kind of helps you see that is we have about 15,000 churches in America as the Assemblies of God Church, yeah. um, only 5% of our churches are in America. 95% wow. are worldwide. So it just kind of gives you the scope <laughs> of, we're all about planting churches and getting the church going all over the yeah. world. Yeah. So, yeah, I've heard that it was said that the reason the Assemblies of God started um, was, a, like you said, but a group of people who said they want to they want to create the greatest missions movement the world has yeah. ever seen. Yeah. And, and I think by and large, I mean, if you share those stats, I, I know, I know some of those stats too. And I know that, you know, by and large, that's kind of been accomplished. I mean, not that the work is done yet, but, um, you know, the assemblies of God, the hallmark is missions. And like you said, the majority of our work is overseas, not even in America. Yeah. We haven't, we have even built into our, our whole structure in the assemblies of God with all the different departments, whether it's children's ministry, youth ministry, men's ministry, women's ministry, all of those ministries within our movement have ways, specific focused ways to give to missions. I know um, one that a lot of people know about, it's probably speed the light Mm -hmm. and speed. The light is, is really the way the youth give to missions right now currently Indianola first is getting ready to buy a a fifty thousand dollar vehicle for a missionary and mm. it's exciting yeah um i mean our kids in in this church our youth are are going to give more to missions in just that vehicle um than a lot of churches give across the board adults or whatever yeah and so i i there, there's always this focus and, and it does something even in the hearts of kids or in the hearts of youth um, where they start to understand the importance of it by 
putting their own money into the, yeah. those kinds of funds. Yeah. And you know, you know this, but uh, somebody's got missionaries. Speed the Light buys vehicles for those missionaries, right? And so they can speed the light to wherever it goes. And this church has given um, in the past a couple of snowmobiles yeah. um, to to missionaries in Siberia that yeah. put indigenous people uh, who are pastors on those snowmobiles, and they drove out into the great white wonder, <laughs> you know, where it's just white. You're going to say great of, white north, I was, you? <laughs> the great white north, um, just in the, where nobody, where there's people that haven't heard the name of Jesus. Yeah. And so uh, you, that's cool. And we've bought yeah. other vehicles as well, but um, you know a lot about Speed the Light being a former youth pastor yeah, too. Speed, yeah, I've done Speed the Light for years and, and seen what it does. And I, I know this too, because I've talked with missionaries. Uh, I know that our missionaries are the envy of uh, other missionaries from other denominations because those missionaries will get funding to go out and to do what they, they're supposed to do and what God's called them to. But once they get there, they have to come up with their own transportation. Yeah. Our missionaries don't have to fundraise their own transportation because that's what Speed the Light does. Our youth do it. Our youth do it. Yeah, yeah. Our, our teenagers do it. Well, I um, think they bought camels. Yeah, they bought unicycles, camels, yeah, a pogo stick. I heard one donkeys. Time. Yeah, duck, yeah, they they whatever whatever they need to yep. travel. That's what Speed of Light that's does. So cool. And um, our youth, you mentioned what they're doing this year, but last year uh, they gave over sixty thousand dollars to Speed the Light. Just that's our incredible. youth did. So yeah. that was incredible. I mean, that's enough for a vehicle. You know, just our kids in Indianola, mm-hmm. Iowa, uh, gave enough. And you might have heard of BGMC, which is Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge, <laughs> and uh, uh, it changed. Used, yeah, it used yeah. to be Crusade, Crusade but we don't, we don't say challenge. that anymore. Yeah, but um, our kids, they give to missions. They have uh-huh. these little barrels they put in there. I think we call yeah. them buddy barrels. And yeah. um, they put change in there and they bring them in. They do a lemonade stand thing all over town yeah. once a year. And what do you remember what they gave last year, our kids? Uh, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but uh, it was in the tens of thousands of dollars, yeah. I believe, that it's, they, that they it's gave. It's just so exciting um, to have young kids and youth and adults all giving to missions. Yeah. In fact, yeah. this church um, in 2015 gave $65,000 in missions total. Mm. Okay, that seems like a lot lower number than we've just been talking. <laughs> right. Um, tell me a little bit or talk to a little bit about the uh, the meeting we had that April because you were at that meeting. Yeah. It was a special board meeting. Yeah. So in 2016, um, we had a meeting where we had been, I mean, there's a number of things happening, I guess, you know, to give some background to that. Uh, we had had at that, at that meeting, one of the things that we were deciding is, uh, we had an opportunity to plant a church. Uh, there was some land that was, that would be provided for us of some buildings that were already established in a neighboring community where one of our assembly of God churches had failed. And, uh, the district was, was willing to give us that, that that those buildings, if we would be willing to plant a church, but we knew that those buildings needed a lot of work to bring mm-hmm. them up to speed. They've been neglected. There was some remodeling that needed to be done, um, and uh, you know all the expenses that go with planting a new church, finding a pastor, paying a pastor, all those things, knowing that it couldn't sustain itself fully. And so at that meeting, we um, you know we're trying, we were making that decision, and in the midst of that decision making process. Um, I, th- I think it was, it might've been that meeting. Maybe it was a later meeting. We decided to go forward with that, but even with all of that on our plate, not to mention the fact that we were planning on remodeling a parking lot that desperately needed it. I yeah. Mean, it we was had in bad shape. Pothole city we, going on in our it parking was lot. Bad. Yep. And we had been saving money and, uh, you know, we had all these financial responsibilities on our plate. And at that meeting, 
one of our board members said, or I, I guess I'm not really sure how the conversation came about, but I know that at the end of that meeting, we had decided to give 10% of all of our general fund tithes and offerings to Kingdom Builders, which is our missions giving. And so we decided yeah. essentially to tithe our tithes and offering, tithe off of our tithes as a church to Kingdom Builders. And uh, that uh, was the beginning of something pretty amazing. Well, and we even had a fund that we'd been saving for a while, if you remember, for the parking lot. And all of that money went that same meeting yeah, right. to fund what needed to be done at that church over in Knoxville. Yep. And yeah, so, that was like, what, fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 if yep. I remember right. We fixed up Parsonage. We fixed up the building. We, we yep. did some remodeling, which it desperately needed over there when we needed some remodeling desperately <laughs> here. But we did that first. It's, it's just yeah. that principle of giving. Yeah. And um, it is absolutely phenomenal what has taken place in our church since that meeting in April in 2000, I think it was 15. Yeah. 15. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we, uh, um, we were able to put in our parking lot, which cost $350,000. It's a lot of money for concrete and for doing those things, but we were able to do that the next year and pay cash for it. Yeah. And we tripled our missions giving overnight by giving that 10% of our general to, yeah, that's right. to that. And we had to all, you know, kind of tighten the belt a little bit around yeah. here. I mean, cause if you're going to, if you're going to be a giver like that, you know, you, you, you don't get to just relax. I mean, you gotta, you gotta yeah. tighten things up. That money's gotta come from somewhere. So yeah. And but we it, had been for a long time, yeah. you know, we'd been doing that. Um, and that's even before the church plant was even on the radar. I remember we were, you know, trying to raise some funds and things for the, um, and it's just saving like crazy really for the parking lot and trying to cut back expenses so that we could get this parking lot accomplished. And, um, you know, I, I look at that and I, th I think through that now, and it's, it's really the Matthew six thirty three principle. It was, you know, seek first the kingdom and all these other things will be given to you. Amen. And it felt like overnight, that's what happened. All of a sudden we just, you know, we had funds coming out of everywhere. I felt like, and not just one big check from a big right. donor. We didn't yeah. have any of that. Right. It was just a constant f influx of people started tithing more. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. And that's it, the thing too. I, I, I think back now and I can't, I don't know why I can't point to like one event or, you know, we didn't sell property or we didn't do anything like that. It just yep. can't started coming God's in from everywhere. God's math doesn't make human sense, <laughs> right? True? It just doesn't. Yeah. And I, I know that uh, even since then, I, I've thought this many times, that decision in 2015 greatly affected how we got through COVID hmm. in 2020. Um, cause we never missed a beat no. financially uh -uh. or anything. And yeah, I, I, I'm so appreciative of our, our board and our church being so behind that whole missions movement, that whole church planning thing. Yeah. They got excited about all that. Yeah. And, um, it's just continued to be a, a, one of those, one of those moments in the history of this church that yep. changed the whole trajectory of the church. Well, you know, and then, you know, to, to complete the story of what happened too, we went in that church plant thinking in five years, you know, that our goal was to launch a, a self-sufficient church mm -hmm. after five years because, you know, they were dependent on us. Um, you know, so essentially we kind of took on another, another staff member in that process yep. too, you know, yep. when we didn't necessarily have the finances for that. Um, but in four years, we were able to launch New Journey, which, you know, is now a self-sufficient church yep. doing very well uh, over in Knoxville, about 30 miles away from us. And uh, again, didn't financially didn't miss a beat and they've been blessed financially and they had money in the bank uh, when we released them, you know, yep. and they were in, in great shape. And like you said, the parking lot got paid off and we have a missions account now that uh, Kingdom Builders account that we continually bless missionaries. I don't, I don't know that we say... 
I don't know that we've said no to a. I don't can remember the last time we said no to a missionary. I don't think we have. Yeah, um, yeah I I know it's it's incredible, and we can't seem to get that count emptied. No, we, we try to, and then it just keeps coming back in. <laughs> we keep giving money away, and it keeps getting filled back yeah, up. You it, know, it's, it's amazing really how that amazing. happens. We're a church of just probably over five hundred um, on a general attendance Sunday. Um, there's a lot more adherence, of course, but you know, we give now because of those decisions back in 2015 and the board, we've been able to give far more than I ever dreamed really. Hmm. I mean, I had this, I had this goal back when I first became lead pastor here in 2011, that someday we would be able to pledge 10,000 a month to missions. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, and, and pledging and giving are two different things. Right. We give way more than that now, right. but, but I mean the, the pledging yeah. um, was at about 1200 and that means missionaries that we say, we'll give you a hundred a month, no matter what we will give what that they to depend you. on for their monthly yeah, support. They yep. need, they need that constant yep. influx of and, and budgeted and everything else. So they know exactly right. what, what yeah. they have. Yep. Um, we were at about 1200 in 2011 and what are we at today? We're at $9,700. So we're almost to that 10000 so Actually, yeah. actually, actually we're I think we might be at 9800 right now. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. Saw, we talked to somebody yeah. yesterday <laughs> and didn't say no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah and, and by the way, if, if the board's listening to this, I said yes to a missionary, and uh, I didn't ask you. So, um, But that's the kind of blessing we have in that account, that we can yeah. do that um, because there's just that money's given from missions. And so it goes yep. to missions Yeah, or given to missions. So it yep. goes to missions. So in, in 2016, you mentioned that we gave 65,000 through the year. So mm-hmm. 2022, cause what, that's what we have numbers for. What, what did we give in 2022? It was right at about 265,000. Yeah, so awesome. over a quarter of a million dollars, um, to missions, kingdom builders, um, so exciting for a church our size to be able to do that. Yeah. And with that, we didn't miss a beat. We also, in that time, opened a free clinic. Mm. Um, we also, in that time, opened a full-service restaurant within the church, which has now started. Um, it's a separate entity owned by the church, but they are strictly, any profits that come in that restaurant all goes to missions and kingdom builders now. Mm. So we, we even have taken some of... of um, the, the blessing, not, not missions money, but, but blessing that's come from giving to missions like that and kind of produced other entities that are missions oriented or, yeah. or, or even funding missions. Yeah. I know our bistro just, uh, just took on its first missionaries as monthly support. So awesome. we support, a, this, this couple, um, from the church, of course, yeah. now the, now the bistro, which is owned by the church is also supporting the same couple. <laughs> um, so it's just a, it's just a very, very cool what God is yeah. doing. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I think about that, all of that. And I, you know, just to bring it down to a personal level, Pastor Barry, you know, if someone's out there and, um, you know, maybe they're saying, oh, that's great that the church is, you know, giving to kingdom builders out of their tithe. So that means when I tithe, mm-hmm. I'm giving to missions. Um, what, what would you, what would you say to that? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things people don't, a lot of times don't like pastors talking about money all the time, but, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you how we live, how yeah. I live. Yeah. Um, if I don't tithe as a pastor, and I, I think this is great within the assemblies of God, if I don't tithe as a pastor to the district, which yeah. is our network office in the state of Iowa here for me, um, I lose my credentials because they want that accountability built in to say, if I'm up here at the pulpit saying, you know, Hey, you need to be tithers and I'm not doing it myself. I got yeah. no business doing that. Yeah. So there, there's some things about 
accountability for me to tie. I don't have a choice right. if I want to be a credential <laughs> right. minister, which I think is right on the money. Um, at the same time, I don't think that uh, uh, letting letting my tithe be the end all to my giving because I feel like Scripture bears out we owe the tithe. Yeah, I mean, really, it's about being a steward. You yeah. know, we we uh, God let, says you know pay pay up the tithe. You know, don't rob him. All this stuff. The yeah. windows of heaven will be opened up. Blessings will be poured out. Um, I feel like he owns it all. All mm. everything I have is his anyway. He can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, but. I, if I'm willingly given that 10%, that's what I'm supposed to do. But above and beyond that, that's mm-hmm. where the real blessing comes in. So given the missions above and beyond, I know yeah. um, one of my daughters just said to me, they, uh, they said, you know, God really led me to give 10%, you know, tithing. Yeah. But now I, I feel led to give 10% above and beyond the tithe to missions. Oh, wow. And it, it gets me emotional because that's the kind of giving you want to see in your kids. Amen. And in the church, Amen. people that just don't hoard. I mean, yeah. again, we're, we're, we're in America. We're so blessed. Yeah. We have so much. And we don't think we do, but we really, really do. Yeah. And um, to, just, to just honor God in the fact that everything we have is not because our hands and because we're so smart or because we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're so talented or gifted. It's all his yeah. because he's blessed us and yeah. we don't deserve that. And yet we're still blessed. So what are you going to do with it? You know? Yeah. Well, and, and I think in my own experience and even biblically speaking, when, you know, when you tithe, like you said, that's just kind of like, that's, I don't want to call it the bare minimum. Cause I know that that's a lot for a lot of people. And, you know, like you said, we tithe and, you know, I have been my whole adult life yeah. um, and it's been awesome, but there's something about, you know, going above and beyond and giving out of maybe your, your lack um, but giving, giving to missions, giving your offering, we would call it an offering, um, being able to sow into that, not just saying, okay, I tied to the church. So if I tied to the church, I'm giving to missions, which is kind of true. Um, mm-hmm. but there's, there's more to it than that. Um, there's, there's this whole other realm of giving and what's cool about that. And not that we give to get because we don't, but when you give the tithe, this great, God takes care of you. He blesses you. He, you know, rebukes the, the devourer, the Bible says, and mm-hmm. you know, there's great blessings that come with that, but there is multiplication blessing in giving above and beyond the yeah. tithe. And that's, I think what we experienced as a church, when we started giving above and beyond, that's when God started multiplying our finances Absolutely. and not to say he's going to multiply your finances as an individual, but the Bible bears out. That's, that's where the multiplication blessing of God is, mm-hmm. is in generosity, you know, not in just giving what is required in the bare minimum and they're going to, I'm going to tithe and call it good. Right. But when you go above and beyond, that's where multiplication, that principle of multiplication in the word, and you can look it up in the word it's there. Yep. Um, if you look it up, that's where that comes in, you know, to where you're just blessed, you know, beyond well, measure. And I think as a church and as leadership in the church, we, we tithe off those, those tithes, right? This is really what we're doing and give to kingdom builders, give to missions. Yeah. That brings the blessing for a church. So, Hey, praise God. You're part of a, you're part of a blessed church. Yeah. But if you want to, if you want to go even further than that and be a blessed household, yeah. I mean, that that's your decision that's to go above and beyond that that's, that's good. you can't just get it done by oh the church is doing that for me you know yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like uh you can't get to heaven on your parents faith yeah you know you got to have your own faith right and and that's a little bit like the tithe with the church yeah, I mean, that's good we're blessed as a church and we're going to continue to be blessed in fact we don't give 10 percent anymore of the tithes we give 12 yeah because um, yeah. we've upped it since then yeah. and and we'll probably keep upping it because yeah. you know our yeah. our uh 
Man, I and I, I, I got to tell you, I, I just remember when when things were so tight here, um, and the building was in disrepair, and um, you know, we're, we're talking twenty years ago, things were yeah. things were really tight, and um, there's pastors in our past who didn't get paid mm. because they there just wasn't enough money here. The tenants was not great here, and I, as I look back over the last two decades, I'm going, we literally this church. Not, not because I led it that way, but the leadership, the board, some of the people that God's put here, it, it just in, they're, they're, they were just right at the right place at the right time yeah. with, with words of wisdom and things like that. But we've literally given our way into a blessed church, yeah. like gave our way. I don't want to say give our way to prosperity, but, right, that's, right, but a prosperous right, church. We've right. given, our, we've given um, ourselves into being in that, that position of being blessed. Yeah. And I, it doesn't make sense, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. It's true. So, Bassberry, what would you say to someone who, you know, is kind of we're wrapping up today? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, maybe they've never given to Kingdom Builders. Um, they've, they've maybe heard about it, heard us talking about it, and now that they've heard th- us talking about it this morning, um, they're saying, you know, wh- where do I start? You know, what would that look mm-hmm. like? So what would you say to that person? I would say it's kind of like tithing. We don't, we don't, you know, hit people over the head for not tithing, right? We yeah. just don't. Um, and, and some of the people that are, that are watching online here, you may have a church that you go to. You need to tithe to the church that you attend. There's, there's, mm. don't, don't take this for us trying to pull that tithe away from, from, from where you attend church. It's so important that you bless that, that storehouse that you go to. But if, if this is your storehouse, you know, you can tithe here. Yeah. Um, you can get on, on text to give and it's, you text any amount to eight, four, three, two, one, and you put KB after the amount you want to give. And, yeah. you know, with, with tithing, we tell people who've never tithed before, if it takes a little bit to get to 10%, that's fine. God's yeah. not like, Oh, that was only 8%. You're not blessed. You know, he's going to, he's going to honor the heart. Yeah. He's a God of the heart. Yeah. And so, um, you, you know, you work towards that, that goal. And I think the same thing is with, with giving above and beyond that to kingdom builders or, or to missions and, and different offerings that you might want to give to. I know there's people in our church who give above and beyond and they give to missions, but then they'll also give some to youth yeah. or they give some yeah. to kids or, you know, just whatever God leads in your heart or lays on your heart. Um, I, I think uh, I think though that's the, that's the key. Start start slow and let it grow. Okay. I mean, you don't have to go broke to to be obedient to God. Yeah. But but you know what is a what is a gift that you can give in faith? Yeah. You know what what pushes you a little bit? Yeah. Um, doesn't wipe you out. Doesn't yeah. cause marital problems because yeah. <laughs> you gave too much. But what what is a good amount that would just push you a little bit? And and it might make you say no to a few other things. Yeah. Maybe that four dollar coffee you get every morning, or yeah. or whatever it might be. Um, maybe you'll only get it three mornings a week instead of six, you know, or five or whatever. But um, that's that's kind of how I see it. That's you know? good. It's just a it's just a a, a real act of, of love and, and effort, and it's a heart thing, not a not a condemnation thing. Yeah. So yep. for sure. Yeah. No, that's I, good. I would, I, I, you know, where does that money go? I, I can tell you this, um, or I'll ask you this. How many missionaries do we support? How many missionaries and ministries do we support around the world? <laughs> I want to say it's about 70 yeah. is what I think. I think Se- it right 70 is there. Some. It might yeah. be 72 now. Yeah, it might be a few more. But we're right but, there, yeah. right around that 70 mark. Yeah. And that's from college campuses mm-hmm. to teen challenges to yep. to children's ministry in Botswana to to um I mean places in uh 
you know, in the Middle East that are yeah. erupting right now. I yeah. mean, there's, there's, we're giving money to those and, and, and to missionaries who are reaching Palestinians. There's yeah. Muslims coming to the Lord like crazy right now, by the way. Yeah. Um, and, and also to those in Israel. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's, we, we try to reach all over the world. We have missionaries yeah. in China we support. We have missionaries um, in, uh, uh, just, just all over, all over I mean, the you, place. The Philippines, all over uh, the place. French Polynesia. We would light I mean, up a globe. Oh man, yeah, it's, for it's sure. exciting. Well, to and the cool see. thing is, like you said, we're you know we we support people that are here. It's it's kind of going back to the Jerusalem, you know, Samaria, yeah. Judea, and the ends of the earth. I mean, really, you know, here in Iowa, we support missionaries. Some of them right down the road, um, but then all over the world. I mean, all our reach is global as a church, yeah. which is really cool. And who would have thought that the the little Bible study that started ten doors down. Um, Kenwood Street here, where the church is at in Indianola. Um, the little Bible study that started with a pastor who wanted to start a church in Indianola and a family that said, we want a pastor yeah. to start a church, would grow into into a, a this this church that that is able to reach, yeah. truly reaching the world yeah. for Jesus Amen. through what they're doing. And Amen. a lot of people, it took along the way, but boy, um, yeah. I'm so blessed and honored and, and humbled yeah. to be a part of a church like that. Yeah. Amen. So. Amen. Well, we are about at time this morning, um, online campus family. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I guess in the way of, you know, normally we might do like an altar call or appeal or something on a Sunday morning, depending on what we're preaching about. And this morning as we're talking about missions. I think it's appropriate. You know, if you've never given to Kingdom Builders, uh, we would love to invite you this morning to just jump on board and participate. And a couple different ways, Pastor Barry mentioned it, that you can do that. One is just to go to the website and go to the Give tab. And then as you're choosing what, you can choose what area you want to give in and you can give to Kingdom Builders. You can do it that way. Or you can text the amount that you want to give and then add the, the letters KB after it and send that to the uh, number 84321. And that will be given to Kingdom Builders. But we're, we just... 100%, 100% of that will be given exactly, to Kingdom Builders. Exactly we don't take right. anything out of that. So that's right. Um, but we would encourage you to do that and to make it a monthly, uh, a monthly commitment. Yeah, and, amen. uh, you know, if you step out in faith, uh, it'll be amazing when you see what God does. And, uh, we would love to hear those stories. So as amen. you, uh, step out in faith in this area in your life, we'd love to hear what God's doing for you. And, you know, maybe even tell your story, uh, to, uh, the congregation to let them know, but thank you again so much for joining us. Pastor Brady, you want to send us out with prayer this morning? I do, and I'll say one more thing. We oftentimes will plan missions trips um, from time to time. We usually try to get one one yeah. a year in. If you hear about that in our announcements and you're an online viewer and maybe you even live out of state and you want to join us for something like that, we can help make that happen. Yeah. And we would love for you That'd to be, be a part of a missions trip that, that we organize and go on. So, But let's pray. Lord God, I thank you so much for what you're doing all around the world through this little church. And God, I thank you for the people um, that are here physically and also those that, are, that watch online faithfully every week. Mm-hmm. God, we're, we, are, we are just humbled by the fact that um, there are those who are giving sacrificially to your kingdom, to the, the, the growth and the expansion of your kingdom. And Lord, we, uh, we just pray that you would bless those that give. You'd, you'd bless them beyond belief that, that those, those stories of provision would come in as they give. And, and God, I, I just want to thank you for all of those that faithfully watch 
uh, our online services. Lord, bless them right where they're at. Fill that that room or that car or wherever they're at, the place of work, God. Fill that area, fill that room they're in with mm-hmm. your presence in a mighty way and help yes. them experience all that you have for them. God, we love you and we just give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Thanks for being a part of the Indianola First podcast. Join us next week to stay updated on our latest messages.